Hey, welcome to the pod. Today, I'm going to talk to you about egos. And I'm also in New Zealand right now. <laughs> it might be a bit echoey. I'm in a, I'm in an echoey space. Um, so anyway, whatever it is, what it is, it'll still be a great chat. So the view, like, oh, look at the video if you can, but there's this beautiful green mountain behind me that has little like sheep and lamb all over it. <laughs> And I'm in this like studio apartment Airbnb thing that has like a glass ceiling and just this open, like literally half of it is just open glass window situation. It's so beautiful. And I've come on a solo trip. I just really have wanted to do this for the longest time. And I haven't gone away on like a holiday, like overseas on a holiday since 2019 and I just really needed this. And I, I, you know, I've been climbing out of burnout and I'm in a place now where I've got all this energy again and I'm charging forth and doing what I can to change the world and make it better. But still, like, I was like, I just need to rest and play all at the same time and not have any responsibilities. And I don't want to owe anyone my time. I don't want to have to make plans with anyone I just want to do exactly what I want to do and just like let myself sit in my own energy and flow with wherever my energy is at at the time. Like that's really what I wanted to do. And I just kept having this like feeling like the universe was like, babe, you can do it now. And I was like, no, I'm saving for a house. And the universe was like, um, you've been priced out. What are you fucking waiting for? Just go on a holiday. <laughs> you'll make more money when you are rested because you'll have more energy to put into what you're doing. And I was like, okay. And then I also had this like download about it just being the right time because when I get back, everything's going to just be like busy and take off. And oh my gosh, can you hear the wind howling? It's like, it's so windy outside. (laughs) Anyway, so I was like, all right, sweet. And so I took off on this trip, like booked it literally last month and now I'm here and Like, no, I can't really afford it, but I am doing it anyway because my soul needs it. And what the fuck is life for if not to go look at beautiful New Zealand? Do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so I was just really lucky. My boss was like, yes, because it wasn't an ideal time for her too. I was was thinking about it in my head. I was so scared to even ask her because like, she's only just the business, like Gaia Minerals has only been open for two months. Like it's crazy as if you're going to let your fucking marketing coordinator, the only person who does that job away on a holiday, but she did. Oh, (laughs) what a queen. (laughs) Anyway, so I am just loving it. I'm loving it so much. It's been so relaxing and I've had all kinds of weather and I've just, I saw my friend Becca and that was amazing because I haven't seen Becca since like she left Australia and the middle of COVID, like as soon as COVID started the lockdowns, she just had to go like, and she was in my life so frequently then. And all of a sudden she wasn't. And I literally was like grieving her when she left. It was so sad. Like I would just burst into tears randomly. And my ex at the time was like, what is wrong? And I was like, I miss Becca. And she was like my, she was like my, what I am to you guys. Remember, I was confused about something. I was like, Becca, what does this mean? <laughs> she was like, oh, babe, this. And I was like, wow, she's so wise and beautiful and magical. And um, I know she's going to hear this too. So hi, Becca. <laughs> it was so good seeing you. I love you. <laughs> yeah, I caught up with her. That was amazing. Like a couple of, um, couple of days hanging out there. And then now I'm on the rest of the trip by myself. And it's just been magical. Oh, my God, I can see a bird outside the window. 
There's so much nature here. It's incredible. Okay. So egos, I've, I've always got a lot of thoughts about egos and it's been, this has been like pressing on my mind heaps lately, just out of nowhere. Like I don't have any direct experience currently. Like no one's done anything egotistical to me this week or anything. It's not coming out of a reactive place. It just keeps coming through. So I think we need to talk about it. So first things first, actually, I never know what's first. I'm just going to open my mouth and see what comes out, but, um, (laughs) okay. Ego death. I don't like it. And I've said this before and I don't like it because it has this connotation and I think people get it all like mixed up and I only just Google what it meant for the first time just now. So I'm going to just read that to you. (laughs) Bear with me. It says, Ego death results in a complete loss of all senses of self-identity, including both the consciousness and the unconscious, sorry, both the conscious and the unconscious mind. All mental activity ceases and there is only pure awareness left. This state is often described as being outside of time and space or as having a unity consciousness, which is, you know, everyone, oh my God, that's my fridge. Sorry. (laughs) This place is fucking loud. (laughs) Um, anyway. So look, I think the name itself gets people a bit confused. Um, I've definitely heard people in my lifetime and I didn't know anything about this stuff like back then, but I remember I knew this guy. I didn't know him myself. Like he was a, a family member of someone that I did know's partner and he used to bang on about having had an ego death yet. I was like, that makes no sense. Like you're the most egotistical person I've ever met. And he was always like, yeah, like I've had an ego death and I don't have an ego. And I was like, that's not adding up to me. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? All I'm feeling is ego. And so I think like people also, I've gone through one of those like, you know, situations where I'm just pure consciousness floating with no body, no, no 3d earthly anything. I have like, I live now, like since that time, I now just have love for like everyone everywhere. I still go through ranges of human emotions though. And I still have to keep my ego in check. Like everyone does. So like, and the thing is like, when you go through something like that, it's so profound and some people get there with drugs. Some people get there with meditation. It was meditation for me. Some people, um, go to, I don't know, shamans and go on like retreats and have like, I don't know what people do. I haven't done all that stuff. (laughs) This just happened to me. (laughs) So anyway, and I think like when you have something so profound, like that happened to you and you're like, wow, now I get it. Now I get what all of this means. Now I get that we are all one. Now I get that, you know, I get the reason why people bang on about a collective consciousness and how important that is and everything. And like you suddenly understand that you are the tree and you are the bird and you are your friend. You are the person, you are the homeless person on the street. Like you are the king of England, like you're, you are all the same. We're all cut from the same cloth. We're all the same stardust. Like anyway, so when you go through something like that, you also kind of find out a lot about yourself. You find out how kind of, I guess, powerful you are. And I mean that everyone is really powerful. Like everyone can have this experience and everyone is so powerful. This is the whole reason I'm doing this podcast is to try and get you guys to realize how important life is and how powerful you are and how important it is to be exactly who you are and do everything you can to figure out who you are and live in your true authentic self from your heart space. Because when you do that, 
Oh, imagine, imagine the world if everyone did that. Oh my God, it would just be the most pure, beautiful place. And everyone would just, everyone would behave in a way where they actually want the best for someone else because they would recognize that that other person is them as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, so when you go through an experience like kind of quote unquote an ego death, I hate that name. I fucking hate it. You can kind of just be like, oh my God, like this is, this is who I am. This is what I'm capable of. You'll get universal downloads. You'll be shown things like you'll be shown the power that you have. And it's like, whoa, this is incredible. And you still need to keep your ego in check because when you go through something like that, you can come out the other side of it and be like, whoa, I'm fucking powerful. And I have all of this, you know, and I'm better than everyone who doesn't have that and blah, blah, blah. And like, that's not what any of that was for. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the right way to wield what you now have in the slightest. Like the best thing you can possibly do if you're not sure what to do is to just help others do the same. <laughs> um, but it's really important to keep your ego in check. Your ego never dies. It's never going to die. Your ego is never going to leave your body. It is one of the fundamental parts of being a human being. Your ego has the potential to like go full, like Hitler scale, ruining like half the fucking world kind of situation, or you can keep it in check and it can just help you have a bit more pizzazz sometimes if you feel like it or <laughs> go into your childlike state or, um, yeah, like your ego is not going to die. It do, you do, like if you hear someone having, saying they've had an ego death, I would question them on it and find out their, their meaning behind that. I guess everyone will have a different interpretation of that situation. Um, but if someone said to me nowadays, like, Hey, Oh my God, I've had an ego death. I would be like, what do you mean? And if they were like, I don't have an ego anymore. I would be like red flag. Can't. Yes, you do. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I would be like, I would gently try and educate them on it. <laughs> but in my head, I'd be like, "Ping me." Are they sure? <laughs> um, because like, if they're certain on that, like, I would be like, "Okay, they just don't know. Like, they don't know otherwise." Anyway, um, so <laughs> I wrote this thing down, and it just sort of came through this morning, and I wrote it down. So I'm going to read it to you. It says. And this is important, okay? Pedestals are for the egotistical. Someone who has their ego in check knows that everyone... Wait. <laughs> Sorry, can I start again? <laughs> I didn't use grammar and then I was like, wait, what does this mean? <laughs> Pedestal... <laughs> Sorry, oh my God, Esther. Okay. Pedestals are for the egotistical. Someone who has their ego in check knows that everyone is one. They know that even the leader shouldn't be a deity. They know that even the student can teach. There is no hierarchy for the truly awakened. Uh, that came through to me this morning. And I just like, that's how exactly how I feel. That is like, so the point of this is I don't want you to put me on a pedestal. And I don't like whenever I meet someone who someone else might put on a pedestal, let's just say there's like a big time celebrity or like I've worked back when I was a photographer, I've worked with heaps of influencers with like millions of followers and heaps of like really big wig people, like some fucking Netflix TV stars I shot the weddings of in Sydney and stuff. And I don't like, I, I don't get, I don't get flustered. I don't get less grounded. I don't 
think that they're better than me. I don't think that they're better than me. The whole time I'm literally like assessing their energy just like I would anyone else. I'm assessing where they're at mentally like I would anyone else. I'm enjoying the experience of getting to know them just like I would anyone else. And that's the same thing goes when I meet someone who is like, let's just say like, I've got, uh, I've heard a couple of friends say lately, like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just a no one. And I'm like, you're not a no one. No one's a fucking no one. You're all incredibly powerful beings. So the same goes with that situation. I would never look down on someone who was like learning from me or whatever, thinking like, Oh, I I know more than this person. So I'm not going to give them the time of day because, and this, especially for younger people too, like so many people would just shut younger people out and they're like, nah, you're so young. What do you know? You're only in your early twenties or you're only a teenager or whatever. Like, what do you fucking know? And it's ridiculous because they know so much. Like you don't know what life someone's had. You don't know how early they had to get the wisdom that they've got. Like you don't know anyone's experience. So like the least you can do is offer the kindness of being open to finding out and not even just in the sense of like, Oh, I might, find out and embarrass myself later that this person knows more than me about something. So I better just do this in case of that. Like, no, like not to even save yourself from embarrassment, just because it's just fucking cool to find out more about other people because they are you. (laughs) That's another version of you in this world. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is putting yourself in someone else's shoes. So there's a fun exercise that popped into my head. I haven't done it in real life, but it literally, I was like getting a massage today. <laughs> this was going through my head and I was like, I need to do that with a friend, <laughs> but it would 100% be really fun to try. So just let me know if you try it. I'm going to try it too. Um, so let's all do this exercise if we can, but stand out on the street sometime when you're having a coffee or whatever, if you're sitting outside and you can do a little bit of people watching, pick literally anyone out and put yourself in their shoes. Like maybe it is a homeless guy. Maybe it is a mom with her partner and their kids and they all look really fucking bougie, but the mom and dad are having some like weird energy. And it seems like, you know, she's not really happy because of X, Y, Z or whatever. Like, you <laughs> know, maybe it's the chick working at the ice cream parlor. Maybe it's the two people walking down the street. There's a couple walking down the street maybe, and they're having like a cute moment or they're having an argument or whatever. Like just pick a person and put yourself in their shoes and like literally try your best to figure out what they will be feeling in that moment. So like, look at what's happening around them. Do they look frazzled? Do they look happy? The facial expressions, are they relaxed? How's their body language? Is it quite open? Is it really closed off? Are they, um, trying, are they like quite fidgety and looking around? Can't sit still. Are they really relaxed? Are they like, like what, what interaction are they having with other people? Um, all this. So the point of that is like, when you really get down to like the micro of putting yourself in someone else's shoes, you kind of almost have this sense of like embodying them for a moment. And it's like, Oh, that's what it's like to be that person. Like, and you only know a fragment of that. I could never just fully understand what it's like to be someone, but like, I do that sort of thing all the time. Like I've just spent my entire life doing that. And I have a lot of empathy and a lot of compassion And I always put myself in someone else's shoes in a situation, even if, so let's just say I'm trying to make a tough decision and I could come out better off than someone else in one of the choices that I have to make or whatever. I will still consider the other person's side as if they're right there with me arguing it for themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like I'll put myself in their shoes and be like, what action am I going to take? Is it going to affect this person 
If so, how will it benefit them or will it like be of a detriment to them? What's the best route that I could take for the highest good of both of us or all of us or whatever? And I find it quite like, that's just a natural thing. Like that's one of my favorite parts about who I am. Like I have just always done that even in breakups. Like I'm so fair in breakups. Like <laughs> I never want anyone to feel shit, even if I'm mad at them, even if I'm feel hurt by what they've done, I don't want to extend the pain in any way. I'm just like, cool, let's just figure out how to make this all as seamless as possible or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm putting myself in someone else's shoes. And then I was thinking about this and I was like, it'd be a really fun practice if everyone just like gave that a try of just picking someone on the street because I do that all the time. Like I'll just be having a coffee watching people and just all of a sudden I know their whole life, but I know it kind of, for me, it's coming through and I'm sure it would for other people as well. It's coming through as downloads. Like I'll look at them, tap into their energy. This used to happen to me accidentally and I would just suddenly understand like everything about them. And I was like, oh my God, I just got a full play by play of this person's whole life, including their home life, like including like what they talk about at home. Like, <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? And then that was before I was like, even into any of this stuff, because if you're new here, like I, I didn't like, I wasn't raised like this. <laughs> well, I was kind of, I don't know. I'm from a, my whole family, well, not my whole family, but our household was very Christian. And I did not like religion in the slightest. Like I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was for me. Um, I remember like mom and dad broke up when I was 12. And as soon as they broke up, dad didn't make us go to church. And I was like, thank fucking God. Cause it was just so weird. Like I didn't, it was all a very disingenuous situation. People were behaving in super strange ways with super strange energy. And I just, I didn't, I didn't vibe it. I was like, get me out of here. Um, so then I ended up just like shutting down spirituality and religion and just like all of it. And even like after then I'd had like crazy situations happen that like are undoubtedly spiritual like occurrences. And I would just brush it off and be like, Oh, I don't know. I was probably just tired or like, you know, I don't know. I would just, just brush it off. And Becca and I were talking about this the other night. She was like, it was just so funny. She was like, I remember when we were hanging out, you used to say that you're not spiritual. And she was like, I used to laugh to myself and be like, um, yes, you are. <laughs> Cause she, she was like, I, I used to like, she was like, just from the stories that you would tell me, she was like, well, this stuff would be happening. So like long story short, I, I found out only like, I only, like I had all this stuff just start happening to me. Right. And so I wasn't really considering myself spiritual. And then I like started going to an intuitive healer, Serena. And then I saw um, Kaja, my Reiki chick. And they both like said the same thing. They, they both said that I was like a master guide and I've only had three lives on earth so far. And I was like previously galactic and like all this stuff. And I've come here to pretty much like do what, um, so this is, oh my God, here we go. Here's an ego thing. So when Serena told me this, she was the first person to say, it. and her and Kaja don't know each other. So two people have said like the same thing back to back, basically. And so when Serena first said this, she was like, look, I'm not saying that you're Jesus, but you've come back to earth to try and do the same kind of thing. But for this day and age, like the same kind of mission, like get it back on track, like make people remember why they're here and what they have to do in correct course, because earth has gone like way off track. The priorities are all wrong. We're just doing it so wrong. And you're here to correct that. And like I have a pretty big soul mission here basically. So when she told me that I was like, okay, okie dokie. But I was also like, 
oh yeah, I already know that. That's so crazy. You're telling me something that I've always known. <laughs> like it was this simultaneous feeling of like, all right, that's enough. I'm going to go. But I was also like, I like no offense to Serena. I fucking love her. It was just my own reaction. Just being like, that's, that's too much for me. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> and I was also at the same time in this like trancey state with her. And I was like, also having all of these like memories flooding back of my entire life feeling like everything she was saying. I was like, yeah, I've felt this way my whole life. Like I have always been like, what is everyone doing? Like, why are you all living like this? How are you all okay with this? What Take your blinders off. Like what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> and like, I've always just been like, oh, I feel like an alien or I feel like I'm not from here. Like I don't get why I don't have the same view of the world as everyone else. And um, I don't know, it's not just me. I know other people do feel the same way as me, but you know, when you're on an Island, essentially feeling a certain way and everyone else around you feels different. It feels like the whole world feels differently. Um, so anyway, she was telling me this stuff and all these memories were flooding back. And I was like, wow, like this is incredible. Like everything she's saying is like a deep internal knowing that's like, yes, I already know this. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so crazy. Like, of course, <laughs> of course. And then I was just a little bit shook and I went home and I was like, how do I like even, I don't even know how to verbalize this to friends. I thought that all my friends were going to call me an absolute fucking crackpot, to be honest, and be like, get out of here, you dickhead. Like, shut the fuck up. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Not that they would have ever said anything like that to me before, but it was like my fear of being cast out of society, I suppose. <laughs> and, um, I told my close friends and they were like, oh, of course, babe, this makes so much sense. Like, and Chantelle, she was like, I told you, she was like, I fucking told you, you were guide spec. She was like, I knew it. She was like, you are my guide. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my God. <laughs> and so it was a strange thing. It was nice hearing that. But do you know what I battled with? I suddenly got scared of my own ego, not because I did anything. I didn't suddenly feel any like egotistical way in the sense of like an inflated ego. I didn't feel like, oh my God. I'm better than everyone now, blah, blah, blah. Like it wasn't like that. I just suddenly had a fear of future me becoming like that, which I've never had before, which was so weird for me because like, because having Noah at such a young age and deciding way back then to parent him consciously, like the moment I found out I was pregnant, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this completely differently to how my parents raised me. I'm going to parent him so fucking consciously. I'm going to be aware of everything that ever comes out of my fucking mouth. And if it comes out before I can be aware of it, I'm going to apologize immediately and be hu like humble and explain to him that I am just a human being just like him. I'm not some like person that's like bigger and better than him. And I'm just learning this along the way, just like him. Um, you know, we were growing up together. Right. And I was being conscious of my parenting, which means I had to always be conscious of my ego. And I wasn't, that wasn't my intention back then. I wasn't like trying to be conscious of my ego. It just was a direct side effect of consciously parenting because like, think about like, I don't know what your, your relationship with your parents is like, it's probably, even if it was good or bad, whatever. Like, but if you look back, there are probably moments in time when your parents were just operating out of ego being like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the boss right now. Just st shut up and do what I say kind of thing. <laughs> stop arguing, stop this, stop that. And I know that comes from a place of frustration for a lot of the time, but also it can come from a place of ego of just like, why would I want to listen to a small child and what they have to say? I'm the parent. I'm the one who knows more. And like, that's, that's honestly just a tale we tell ourselves. <laughs> like, yes, we do have more life experience, but we can still learn from younger people. Anyway, so 
I've always been really conscious of my ego and I've never really been worried about it. Like I've seen times when I've let it go on check when I was younger in my twenties. Like I, I went, I came out of a breakup and I got like a whole lot of confidence because I did everything I could to become like fit and healthy. And like, was kind of going through essentially like a small version of like a mini spiritual awakening back then. I didn't realize it. I didn't know what was going on. Um, but I felt so good and so empowered and so amazing. And I got like really cocky <laughs> and I was kind of aware of it. I had this like bird's eye view a little bit like, okay, all right. Just watching the situation. Like how long are we going to do this for babe? <laughs> like to myself. But I was like, it's fun. <laughs> um, and then my friend, uh, Francis was like, all right, you're being like a bit of a dick. <laughs> I love you. And she was like, no, it's all good. I just thought I would tell you because it's fucking insufferable. right now." <laughs> this is why I surround myself with friends who will always be honest with me. I never want someone who will just suck my dick and make me feel good for no fucking reason. Like, yes, all my friends are very encouraging. They make me feel great and they empower me and they lift me up. And I do that back. It's like a reciprocated situation. Um, but they also keep me in check and I keep them in check. Like we tell each other when the other is doing something like a bit shit. And I love that. I think that that's amazing. And you need that. Like you need friends who will do that. And if you don't have someone that you will do that in your life, like look for it, seek out honest people or just teach people how to be a friend. Like tell people you want that teach, like foster that in friendships. Anyway. So she told me I was being um, insufferable and I was like, okay. And I saw it. I already had that perspective of my ego. And I was like, cool. That's what that is. Your ego is completely unchecked right now. <laughs> reined it back in and then also being a photographer like I worked in a photography studio and we were in a situation where our work like our creativity was constantly being graded it was literally every single week being graded like we would literally get marks and we always were pushed to do better and better and better and in one respect I think that that's absolutely fucked up and I don't think anyone's creativity should be graded even in school I think that that's fucked and it makes people so scared to do it because if you think you fail at being creative you're not going to do any creativity later in life and that's when you really need to do it like if you've ever been made to feel like anything you've ever created is stupid I need you to like go back to that inner child and do inner child work on that and let it go and start creating again because there's stuff inside you that can come out that way you would not believe the amazing shit you'll find out about yourself and what you're capable of when you start creating like whether it comes out in your work or if it's just what you process in your brain when you're using your hands, it's insane. Please start creating something, please. Oh my God. Anyway. So I'm like creating all the time, getting all my fucking photographs graded and everything. And if I ever sucked at something or someone was like, why did you take like this, like this, like you should have done la la la. Like I internally, initially I'd be like, no, but blah, blah, like, or out, out loud. Sometimes I would be like, blah, blah, blah. but then I'd be like, Esther, does this actually mean anything to you? No. <laughs> reel it back in <laughs> and I would check my ego and be like what's like are you actually hurt by this did someone just punch you in the face like no <laughs> just learn do better you can get better at it like just you'll be better a photographer if you just shut the fuck up and listen whether or not you agree with the advice just shut the fuck up and listen <laughs> it was the situation I was in I had to cop it and I'm glad because it actually helped me keep my ego in check so much and I became a better photographer so um what else? Oh yeah. So anyway, those are just examples of like times throughout life when I noticed my ego and had to check it. And now I see my ego less as this like person defending like sore parts of myself because I've done so much inner child healing and I'm sure there might be more for me to do in the future. I don't know, but I've obviously done what I need to do up until this point because nothing else is sort of coming up right now and I've been fucking digging for it. 
And I don't have the same like ego kind of. So previously, if someone said something that triggered something inside me that I was hurt by when I was like way younger, my ego would just snap to defense. And even if I wasn't like conscious entirely of the tone, I might've been like a little bit of like, oh, but you know, like a bit wounded sounding, even if I was still been having a nice conversation and still like my, my brain was like processing at the time being like, this person doesn't actually know they triggered something in you, blah, 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 blah. You know, like not lashing out, like actively being like, no, this is, everything is fine. You are completely fine. But like, you know, you could probably still hear some like hurt in my voice. Maybe, I don't know. I don't really know what it's like to be on the other end of me entirely. Like I do, I am aware of that, but not, not entirely. And so I don't really have that anymore. I don't have anything sort of triggering an inner child wound or anything like that at the moment, which is really nice. It's a nice, nice thing to not experience that at this current point in time. Um, when does my ego come up? I think it's more, it, it's more in my fears now of, um, maybe not achieving my mission or something like, or I'm not really sure actually, I need to ponder on that a little bit more, but it hasn't, my ego has been, I think it's, it's more like, it's more like an inner voice in my head now that will every now and then be like, Oh, that TikTok video didn't get as many from as many views as your other one. You suck. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking what? <laughs> no, you don't <laughs> give a fuck. Who gives a shit? Sometimes like, sometimes the algorithms not in your favor. Sometimes people don't care about that thing you're talking about. Sometimes it's not the right time. Sometimes you can create something that's way ahead of your time and people aren't ready for it yet. You know, like none of these things mean that you suck. Um, and also so much of the internet is like favoring paid ads as well. So it's like, if you're not paying the platform to show your content around, it doesn't go as far. So it doesn't mean that you're a shit creator. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. So anyway, little, like tiny little occurrences like that will come through. And I'm like, nah, and I like stamp it out. I'm like, absolutely not. And then I think about all of the amazing messages that I get from you guys and all of the connections that are rocking up in my inbox and people wanting to work with me and reaching out and, and I'm like, this is, there's nothing to worry about. My mission is already happening. I'm literally already doing it. I'm fucking killing it. I'm so proud of myself. And I'm so grateful for all of you as well, because like every time someone says something so beautiful or lets me know that they're listening, lets me know that the podcast has helped change their life in some way. I'm like, that's it. I'm already doing it. If I only ever did this for the rest of my life, I would be doing my mission. I'd be actively achieving it. I'm like, <laughs> but I just want to keep doing more and more and more and more. And I know really big things are coming. I can feel it. I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, everyone's always got an ego. You got to check it, watch it, get to know it, become friends with it. Like your ego can actually just be like a friend that you have inside your head. <laughs> it sounds insane. But everyone like, do you think Hitler had his ego in check? No. What? No, not at all. It was so wounded. He was such a wounded little boy. Sorry, I just had a sip of my wine. And by the way, I'm not scared anymore about my ego kind of taking over, like the further I go on this sort of path that I'm on. It was this sort of fear that came up at the time because I was like, whoa, there's so much that I have to do. And I'm going to have to help so many people. And I saw, I saw where I'm going to be and I saw what I'm going to be doing. And I was like, that's fucking huge. And I'm going to be helping so many people. And I was like, whoa, like, what if, what if my ego just like runs away with that? Like, 
but I'm not scared of that. I've, I've like looked within a lot and I spent like probably like a month after that whole situation just being like, okay, Esther, you can trust yourself. Like, it's sweet that you were concerned about that. (laughs) That shows your awareness of the potential outcomes that could possibly happen. Obviously, like it's not impossible, but I'm not going to let that happen. That's not going to happen because I know where my heart is. That's the thing. Like I've gone into my heart space and that's where I live now. And I want the best for everyone more than I want accolades. I just wanted to clarify that. (laughs) Anyway, was that it? Do you, should I, do I have anything else to say? (laughs) Well, what was I going to say? No, that's it. I'm writing my book. Just need to make myself do it. It keeps like my head won't shut the fuck up about it either. Like it just keeps rattling around in my head, like just sentences, paragraphs, like chapters, segments keep pouring in. And it's like, Esther, just put your fingers onto the keyboard and just start punching the buttons and it will just begin. You know what I mean? It's already begun. I already have a chapter out and a foreword. Uh, So I'm going to maybe go do that now. I think that's what I need to do. Just write another chapter of my book. It's going to help so much. There are a lot of people messaging me at the moment being like, hey, I have found you. The universe has put me in touch with your podcast for a reason. And yes, 100% it has. And I'm glad that like, I'm glad that you see it like that because that is what's happening. And people are needing like help. And this book I'm writing is like part novel, part journal, and it's going to be affordable as fuck, like so affordable. And it's going to be very practical And it's going to help you get to the bottom of like what you need to really progress along this journey that you're on. It's going to be fucking so helpful. I can't wait. I can't wait to finish it. I just need to, yeah, I'm just going to punch some keys on my laptop soon. All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening. I love you so much. Bye.